0: I love man gay. I love it.
1: (laughs)
2: To the film find. Oh my goodness! Hold on. Let me get myself up here. We're doing the show live today. I'm recording live to uh, like live to digital tape, as it were. But uh, because I'm I'm moving, I'm moving. We have so much stuff. This is the last podcast I'm recording here in the old apartment. I'm going to be new- moving to the new apartment. Next week's show will be in the new fancy dancy office and hopefully we'll be getting more podcasts out to you in a quicklier timelier fashion quicklier and quickly is not a word first of all we can start with that anyways ladies and gentlemen welcome to the film find the best movie podcast ever assuming you've never heard a movie podcast before i am here with two great gentlemen who have been on this uh show separately but have never been on the same show together ladies and gentlemen sean keenan and matt smith what's up gentlemen
0: Oh, what is much. going on
2: with you? I should have won I, one at a time. That was my fault. I'm an idiot for that one. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, these people just go, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is true. You're a moron. It, it, and we all know it.
0: It, it. It's a super show. It's like when all of the Duke cousins got together for that one Dix Hazard. <laughs> that's what this show is like. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's good. Why, why do I why do want to? Why do I want to be uh, Enos? I don't. That seems, that seems weird, doesn't it? You should really I want to know, go for one of the Duke I, boys.
0: I know. I know why you want to be Enos.
3: No, nah, that's true. <laughs> 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 oh my lord! See, we're already off to a great start. All right, everybody. Can we introduce subtle racism. Well, maybe.
0: <laughs> that's just inherent in my package, Matt. We haven't even allowed. I'm together. that's just always there. It's always in constant. I mean, you know
2: these shows tend to go up. I mean once you get over the two hour mark, it really is whatever happens, what happens, and we don't we don't judge here, and that's important, even when you should be totally judging uh welcome to the film Find everybody uh, we've got a decent show for you today i' I'm, I'm hoping it's good, but no, it's uh, good I, all right it's it's great it's I, fantastic. I know in
3: the future this is a great show. Uh,
2: ooh, very good. So Matt has been to the future in 2020. And when this show has become the mediocre success that it will become, <laughs> he's come back to tell us that eh, it's not too bad. It's good. But uh, yeah, today we're going to be reviewing Pacific Rim. Uh, this movie it has not been lighting up the box office like everyone hoped for. And we're going to be talking about that and why uh, Why on earth Grown Ups 2 is uh, the number one movie at the box office. And, uh how that really makes us all kind of quietly want to commit suicide in a weird way, but uh, we're going to do that. And uh, I think we're also just going to do a little, what you've been watching and uh, that's going to be about it. So what you've been watching Pacific Rim uh, and I'm sure we're going to have some very lively discussions about many, uh, Many a topic surrounding, you know, big big budget movies and whatnot. So uh, that is that. All right, everybody, we are going to take a quick break and we are going to come right back with a little bit of what you've been watching. Jump into a little what you've been watching here. I really don't have much of anything this week because, uh, I, like I said, I was moving, so uh haven't had a whole hell of a lot of chance to do much. But uh, uh, let's start with you, Sean. What have you been watching this week?
0: All right, well, um, I, I, let me preface it with this. Um, I have two teenage daughters, and uh, last night they got to pick the movie that we were going to watch on demand. Okay, no, and no we believe you. Uh oh, hey, I do, I do. And and, and last night they chose <laughs> they chose the movie the host. Um Now is this the, the
2: Korean host?
0: Because that would have been no, that no. would have
2: meant that your daughters have amazing taste.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. That that would have been great. No, no. No, the host that just came out on demand. The 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 one with the lady who won who done wrote the Twilight movie yes, also wrote. The, the Stephanie the host. Meyer host. Right? Yeah, that's correct. Who, who now, on a previous
3: uh, uh, podcast,
2: I'm, I'm, if people remember, I and I want this on a box quote, I still I still back this, Stephanie Myers, the Oscar Wilde of our generation. I want that on a I – just, I just want a quote. I want a quote This says the film find and, you know, go ahead. <laughs> just trying well, to get well, on a you
0: box. Control, you, you control for that all you want. <laughs> um, but the, for, for – for the host, I'm I, this, the best way I can think of to describe this movie is by asking you guys a, a battery of questions. Okay. Now, first, do you, do you like watching teenagers kiss in the rain?
2: It's a little creepy. Because if
0: you if you like if you if you I, I've got some good news for you. There's there's a lot of teenagers kissing in the rain. The the second question I have for you is: Do, do you like watching a, a love triangle that involves two dudes? And, and, and an octopus made of light?
1: Uh, well, because yeah.
0: If yes, again. If you answered yes, again, I, I've got some more good news for you. <laughs> Here's the last question for you. If you ever wondered what Twilight series would have looked like with a actress instead of someone who has a face that can only express angry boredom, then God damn it. I got to talk to you about the host because this is the movie for you. Um, if you are a teenage girl or maybe a homosexual, you're going to eat this movie up like um, like like sleeves of fat-free fig newtons, <laughs> which are delicious, <laughs> they are deliciously
2: good. delicious.
0: The movie, movie. I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's not awful. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's not good either. It's like. It's, um, if you could, if you could put it next to a restaurant chain, like what restaurant chain would best describe what the movie is, it would be the Olive Garden of movies. Oh,
2: well, that's yeah. actually, that's it's actually not too, too man, bad. That's not terrible. It's not good, no, it's not, but, but it's, it's, it's certainly it's, not, you know.
0: Right, but you settle It's not like you're, not like you're the Checkers you've rallies said, of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's you settle for Olive Garden, you know. It's hey, let's eat Italian tonight. Oh, we can't get that reservation at the place we want. Ah, oh, screw it. We'll just go to Olive Garden. That is what the host is. That is exactly what the host is. It, it, and you know the, the the actress what played the Hannah in in this movie? She's the lead, uh, and it, I, I can't remember her name, and I haven't uh, done research.
3: Ronan, I think yes. You say there it. you
0: go. Damn it, Matt! You bring the heat. You bring the heat every time. That's why I'm. <laughs> on. It's it's great. Uh, she she's very she's very good in it. She has a completely thankless role of playing two different characters inhabiting the same body, and and it's it's not again. It is the Olive Garden of movies, and if you could replace this actress with the actress in Twilight, I think. The, all the hatred of twilight would probably be cut in half i really do because she's a very she's a very good actress this this girl. unfortunately this movie made no money but it i i think we're going to see a lot more of her she's she's pretty damn good
2: what was all that stephanie Myers kind of like well let's just slap her name onto something and uh that's that's bound to be box office gold right and That, that yeah, didn't I work think, out. I don't think that they well, gave I a think, shit about her so much as they did, you know, Taylor Lautner and what what's-his-fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who looks like his, his parents might have been brother and sister. It's guy. a
2: possibility.
3: Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Pattinson? Bob. Bob, Bob. But, old Bobby Pattinson. <laughs> good old Bobby
2: Pattinson, you know. It sounds like a dock worker. <laughs> Bobby Pattinson, he's a good fella. He's a yeah, good guy.
3: That guy's eyes are too close together. I never trust those guys. They are too close. They are too <laughs> damn close together, man. There are people that are Something? like
2: that. They're like there are people that like, and it's sometimes it's only by millimeters that they're either too close or too far away, and you really don't know how to judge them, or you do right. just judge them, and that's maybe the problem. We just judge them. <laughs> we just judge them and just say how terrible they are.
0: It, yeah uh, not originally being from the south not originally being from the south what what people from the south is, would say is oh god bless him god bless him but what people what people from up north would say is you know he has striking features <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah bless him he's got striking features i tell you all right okay matt what have you been watching this week
3: uh well I got a, I got a few things uh only two of which I'm going to talk about at any length I think. Um so I just uh I, I rewatched uh Take Shelter this week. Great flick. Um, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, cool. Which uh was just a lot of fun again in a depressing way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh no, terrific film and that's why it's fun, right? Like you get to just envelop yourself in something that you don't want to end uh really cuz it's just so good. Um but uh, also on Netflix I uh streamed uh John Dies at the End this week. Um we getting around to that. And this is so this is uh for those of you who don't know out there in podcast land, um this is the new no, Don place. Coscarelli uh film and um the, he made Phantasm and Baba Hotep and uh, I think this one is probably much more in line with Baba Hotep uh, blending its uh, campiness with just random, bizarre uh, horror. Um, I I will say, I don't want to talk too much about it. I really did like it. Uh, it's not as good as Baba Hotep or Phantasm. Um, but I think that's probably part of the source materials issue. Like, it was originally a novel that came about like as a blog didn't they say I it was believe, like almost or like in it was published movie? yeah and it was published like in pieces online um uh over like serialized um and it was just like anything that this guy could throw in there he did so like he just came up with really bizarre shit and uh anyway Coscarelli actually pulls it off and i think it's pretty good um paul giamatti's in it and He's, he's playing a variation. Yeah, I think he I think he put some cash into it. Um but he's he's, he's playing did. a variation on the Gimmadi uh character type. <laughs> um but but he's still <laughs> like very good and it's an interesting take on the Gimmadi character type. Uh the other thing that I watched this week is um Victor Sostrom's uh Phantom Carriage uh on Criterion Blu-ray. i was about
2: to say that's Criterion, Netflix that, like, just came um, out. Um
3: uh, yeah, I think it came out last year, but for those of those of you, uh, both you two and whoever else might be listening, um, until the 29th, I think, um, Barnes & Noble is having their half-off Criterion sell.
2: sons of bitches, they get me every time.
3: Yep. And well, it's um, time to go and so some more bread. Go, so go over there and get some $20 Criterion Blu-rays. It's well worth your money. Um Anyway, this, uh, this movie is excellent. Uh, it's a silent film. Um, basically the, it's kind of, kind of like a Dickensian Christmas tale or Christmas story type thing. Um, where, uh, except it's on New Year's Eve and it's in Sweden. And, um, basically the last person that dies on New Year's Eve has to take over driving death's carriage for the next year. um, And the town drunk, who's really belligerent and, uh, mean to everyone ends up dying. And the guy who's currently driving the carriage around shows him what's what and gives him a second chance to right his wrongs. Um, but it's, it's actually like really good and it's not as schmaltzy as Dickens can be. Um, some of it's kind of creepy, uh, which is nice. Um, and it's got some really nice, really amazing, actually, uh, early um, special effects of, like, double uh, double printing and uh, some composite shots and other interesting things like that that are just pulled off beautifully. And uh, Sostrom, for those of you who don't know, was also a big influence on Ingmar Bergman. So also on this disc, there are interviews with Bergman and uh, documentaries about Sostrom's influence on Bergman. Um yeah, all-around great flick. Uh highly recommend it. Um quick question. Yeah.
2: Yeah. At any point in the film do they talk about Black Peter?
3: They do not talk about Black Peter. Not interested. Because, but but, <laughs> but it's but, it's not a Christmas thing. Oh, okay. So it's it's New Year's Eve. Oh, there you go. It's just in the style listen, listen of Listen to your own shirt.
0: show, damn it. Listen to your own show, damn it. I just wanted to, to sneak in nuclear. a Black
2: Peter joke. I mean, there's not many people that are really going to get <laughs> but, that and the ones that do are laughing their ass off right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what we need to do. We need to ostracize more people.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Podcast. We need less of people Please don't <laughs> listen if you don't understand these jokes. No, please listen. For <laughs> God's sake, don't. Sex, don't turn if you don't, your don't know
3: Schwartz Peter. Do not do not listen.
0: <laughs> So that's what I've been
3: watching. Guess what? Guess what? Matt just did.
0: He just brought heat again. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He can't. He can't help it. (laughs) He had. He had the name in the original tongue. See, that's what he does. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Brings it. Um,
3: I'm going to start drinking again. Adam, did you want me to talk about Lone Ranger now? Because I kind of want to. Please talk about Uh, Lone Ranger, Matt. So I did see this. We were originally planning to do this as as the second review uh, for this podcast. And um, I just have to say that it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I did try
2: to like – I thought about it because I was like, I was like, well, I'm moving and everything, but I got like so much time to just do everything. And I was like – I was getting off work, and I'm like, I'm going to go see the Lone Ranger. I'm going to see the Lone Ranger. It's like it's two and a half hours. I'm like,
3: fuck. Yeah. And 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 I've heard like the first
2: 15 minutes are good and the last 15 minutes are good. Other than that, forget it. That's what I've heard.
3: Well, I I will actually take umbrage with that. I don't um, know. But, so, here's the thing. This movie has no idea what type of movie it wants to be. No, it's like nobody knew what kind of movie they were making. If that makes sense. But,
0: it
2: kind but of here's, does. My, here,
0: here's, my, here's my question. Is it, 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 is it the kind of movie, though, where
3: it doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. So it's crazy or is it just disorganized? No, it's really disorganized and comes off as lazy. Um, Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like I can deal with crazy, right? Like that's part of the reason that, uh, I have this sick love of the Wicker Man remake. Like that movie, uh... that movie is so awful, but it's so, it doesn't know what it's going to be. It's so good because it's so bad. And it's crazy. And I like that about it.
0: Yeah, but this I lo- movie, I love
3: a good crazy. Yeah. But th- this movie, however, it like, if it would just settle on a tone, like if it could decide if it was going to be a serious movie or a comedy, or is it going to be a Western or a uh, more like open-ended action film? Um, it just can't decide what it is. And I got to say, man, Johnny Depp's shtick uh, is getting really old. Thank you. Um, I mean, I like. I still like the guy. He's a good actor. He's really solid. But name some other
2: than Blow. Name something in the last ten. I don't even think Blow was in the la, was Blow in the last ten years. Maybe it might be under the knife. Just two thousand
3: and two. I think. Okay. Was Blow. So maybe one. So, so name something.
2: Name one thing in the last ten years that Johnny Depp has done where you're just like that was great. I can't think well, of one. I,
3: Let me, let me look it up, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head, which I think is quite uh, also telling, but you know, like, I just want him to like, stop making movies in fucking pancake makeup. Like, like if he could just not make movies in that shit. For like a little while. For a
2: second, you know, well, I'd almost say it's like because oh, he's just trying to f- hide the fact that you know he's in his forties and stuff now. But like, no, he's he looks fantastic when you see him without his makeup. He still looks like he's you know
3: thirty six.
0: So
2: well, first
3: of all, he's fifty. Uh, he's well, whatever. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> I do. So you know what you know what movies that I have liked him in uh, in the past decade. Um, you know, like the pirates movies or whatever. They're like I like them, but they are just whatever. Um, you know, I, in the past ten years, I've enjoyed him in Sweeney Todd, although I think that movie has problems. Um, his singing may or may not be one of them. Um, but I've also liked him in like Public Enemies, and he was the voice of uh, Rango in Rango, which is awesome. I hate um, Public Enemies,
2: <laughs> but that was more about how it was shot. I think
3: that no, really no, it, it that really it has bothered Style issues, me. but it's not a that's not a depth issue. I don't. No, think. well, but, I'll, you know, granted. Like I, granted. I just want I just want him to go back to at least like I don't know if it's just like under the influence of money his public persona and how people want him, like audiences because audiences must like it, right? If if he keeps doing this shit. Um now you say I know it's money as well.
2: Now you you say that, but with, with the actual with Lone dollars, Ranger though. With, yeah, exactly. Now with Lone Ranger bearing that out, you know, what what does that really say? Has the public and I'm starting to see this, and I, I see it amongst uh, uh, Facebook people who I, I I love them to death, and I, I don't mean this in a demeaning way, but who I consider to be kind of like the regular everyday kind of person who just you know yeah. has their ear to the ground of like this is kind of what the masses think, and I'm even starting yeah, to it, see it, a lot it, of those Johnny Depp apologists it, kind of go like, are, are we really still doing this?
3: Yeah, I mean. It... <sighs> This what's weird about Lone Rangers is it has all the elements of something that should be good. Um or at least enjoyable or passable as entertainment, right? Like it's got Verdensky, who's a very capable director. It's got the screenwriters from the Pirates movies. It has a pretty solid cast and it has Johnny Depp even though he's playing a Native American, there could have been a way for him to pull that off and it at least be respectful in a way does it come off as kind
2: of like uh you know red men do this kind of thing or
3: there are some issues uh some of it has to do with uh like how he speaks um which granted are like that is taken from the serial right the from the radio show and the tv show but also uh like that could have been updated like here's the thing, like he in 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 Dead Man, the Jim Jarmusch film, uh like he plays a Native American character and like that film has uh like very capable Native American actors in it. And this this film also actually to its credit features a shit ton of people from the Comanche Nation. Um but in Dead Man there's like this reverence and respect for the tribes that isn't there in this film and that's possibly due to the tonal issues so so there's like the film is bookended and i think if they had trimmed this off honestly like it would have solved about 30 percent of what i found weird and off-putting about the film the the film is bookended by these little inserts of depp um in old face makeup uh, playing an old Tonto telling this little kid how things were in the old West, oh my gosh. while while physically standing in a museum as a as an exhibit.
2: Wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute. Let me get this yeah. stri- let me get this straight. The museum has hired this old Indian man to come into their museum and be an exhibit.
3: Yeah, so, it, so how it's, lazy it's, is it's, this museum? Well, it's in the it's in the '30s, and it's not a museum per se. It's more like a sideshow. Like there were oh, these okay. traveling Old West like acts, right? right. Like Wild, Still silly, but that's Wild not Bill Wild show, yeah, yeah. Um, where you know people came in and they were playing themselves, quote unquote. But anyway, like it, it's really oddly set up though, because Depp, when you first see this, like old Indian. In this display that says the noble savage in his uh, in his natural habitat, uh, uh, he's standing still, and the kid thinks he's a statue, as do as do we all. And uh, he just like looks down at the kid and starts launching into talking about the, the fucking exploits <laughs> of the Lone Ranger. Am I and wrong it's just or really that weird. Sounds like, that
2: sounds like that sounds like Johnny Depp came up with that idea.
3: Maybe. I I don't know. That just sounds like somebody's like,
2: hey, you know what would be very interesting? If I was a statue and I came alive and I was (laughs) right at the kid and I said, hey, kid. And I mean, not in this voice, not in this voice, but more of a Native American voice. And I was like, hey, kid. And I went into a whole thing. What do you think, Gore? Is that good? I
3: don't know. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Whoever came up with it, it's a bad idea. And it keeps cutting back to it, which makes it worse. So, like, there will be some stretch of the adventure that takes place and then... Uh, It cuts back to this semi-comic old Indian telling this young kid a story and, like, having memory loss and all this other shit. Um, I don't know. It's a pretty bad movie just because of how disorganized it is. But I think, I think
2: some of that might lead back to the fact that this thing has been in kind of a production limbo. I don't even want – I don't want to go so far as to say hell per se, but it's definitely a limbo of some sort because, I mean, this thing was went back to all the way like 2007 – I remember on, like, the previous... Oh, yeah. That was the
3: first draft of the script. Yeah, like, the
2: previous podcast that I had, I remember that they were having, like... Again, it's funny because, you know, this movie costs so damn much, but they were having budget troubles back then, and I I think they said that they wanted, like, $45 extra dollars because, at the time, they were planning on putting werewolves in the script. I mean, that's... Yeah, and honestly,
3: that might have been more interesting than what we have.
2: (laughs) But, you know, so I I think this may have been one of those things that was doomed from the get-go, but when you really... I think what happened here, and let's talk about this for a second. I think what happened here is what happens with a lot of studios nowadays is that they've decided, hey, we have, we have this ingredient, this ingredient, and this ingredient. And when we put it all together, it's going to make this great cake that everybody's going to love. But it, it's like those aren't the ingredients to make cake. Necessary. Yeah,
0: that sounds like a bad cake, Adam. It that sounds, sounds like, like a bad, a bad cake. cake.
2: It turns out to be fruit cake, which you know some people might like, but most people not 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 a big fan because it's just. But they're like, hey, but like you said, we have Brockheimer, we have uh, Depp, we have uh, Verbinski, we have all of these people, and you know, there's no way that this can lose, right? And then it loses. I I think that that's where we're getting, and we talked about this a little bit previously in a couple other podcasts. Is the skyrocketing budget of these movies and the, you know, the diminishing returns that these things are getting. I mean, this sucker cost what, $215 million dollars?
3: I and think I think it was more than that. I think this was one of the more expensive things. It, I don't think it cost what John Carter cost, but it was close. It was
2: over two hundred million dollars, and as of now, it's been out what two weeks seventy two weeks seventy two million dollars domestic total. That's that is not what this movie should have made, or at least I would certainly believe that you know that's not certainly what Disney thought it was going to make. I mean, and if you no. go by the regular you know figures of you know, a movie should make two and a half times its budget back to be profitable. This is, a, this is. I mean, they've said, you know, since John Carter, like, you know, this is their, Disney's second big giant bomb in a row here.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's even worse for Bruckheimer, honestly. Like, with the exception of the fourth Pirates movie, which was a big success, um, you know, he's had a string of misses at Disney. He's had this, and there was... Um, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and uh, what was the other one that looked terrible? It was another, like, live-action fantasy
0: <laughs> kind of
3: thing. That's bad when I they all know. kind of it's, meld like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, but, but there it's been like, and there was one actually before the Pirates movie that also flopped. So he's had, like, four at Disney since he started being the big guy over there uh, as far as their live-action production goes. Um, that have just been abysmal failures. So, so when do we
2: stop when do we start telling him no? Because now I the think man th- has I like think Disney's got, gonna get
3: to it. He's, they have to. He's got such a
2: long history of good stuff and he's still like he's banging it in television. Oh yeah. <laughs> so whether I mean like 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 those shows or not, you know, Bruckheimer's banging it out in television and but movies he is really like you know, back Brockheimer Simpson days, man. You like there wasn't a more un, a more unbeatable team than that. And now it's like Brockheimer. You almost kind of giggle at it in a way because it's like, oh boy, another one of these. What what the hell? You playing <laughs> spin the bottle over there?
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. The beer the oh, beer bottle fell. Over. These things happen, my
2: friend. Carry on, Cincy <laughs> so, so Soldier. That's all that that's,
3: matters. <laughs> so the other thing that's uh, like that's troubling about this Disney situation and, and just the amount of money they've been losing Um, between this and John Carter uh, between the Lone Ranger and John Carter, they have almost come out as like, just even on par with their budgets like no, like very few profits made on all pictures combined, including their Marvel properties. So basically, John Carter, uh, last year, the year before, and, and uh, Lone Ranger have like negated the Marvel profits that Disney wow. has reaped because they've lost so much wow. money. So that's, that's what I yeah I read that uh, just this morning, and like uh, my, I think it was on Variety.
2: I think that's so telling, and like that's gonna be. It's, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, another episode ago that we were about how, you know, the big Hollywood possible implosion of things coming up and how, you know, I kind of hope we can start to lower some fucking budgets here. But then again, oh, I got so many fucking thoughts because I, I say lower budgets and then I think about, you know, the Riddick trailer that I saw, which looked fucking terrible because you can tell that they have no budget on this film.
3: Yeah, but I still I still want to see that more than I want to see things that they have spent but tons even, of money. On. But that's you know the what thing.
2: I mean? You're right though, because the thing is is like even if I don't know what the budget of that flick is, but I guarantee you, you know, if it makes in its run, if it makes a hundred million dollars, you know, over the course of you know two months or whatever, they're going to be profitable. Unlike yeah. this movie, so you know, who's to say?
3: Well, as sort of a segue, and speaking of. Uh, Larger budgeted films not making their money back. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Pacific Rim, right? Yeah. So
2: it's uh, yeah. All right. So let's do that. Let's uh, let us take a quick break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to have our first review. Well, our only review. <laughs> our only review of this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Pacific Rim. Stay tuned, everybody. Well- All right, everybody. We are back, and we're gonna do a little uh, review here of a big, giant movie. And like Matt said, this thing did not exactly make the biggest splash at the box office. Uh, let us, if I can make sure it's all queued up here. Let's take a listen to the trailer for. I about said Pacific Rim. I'm like, I'm like, I'm from the south. Here we go, Pacific Rim, everybody.
4: Holy smokes! We always thought alien life would come from the stars. It came from deep beneath the Pacific What the hell is going on? The first kaiju made land in San Francisco The second attack hit Manila nope. and Then the third one hit Cabo. <laughs> then we learned This was not going to stop In order to fight monsters we created monsters of our own. We needed a new weapon. The Jaeger program was born. Two pilots, our minds, our memories, connected. And man and machine become one.
2: that was the trailer for Pacific Rim. I got to say, it's a damn good trailer. It makes me want to actually go back and watch the movie again. I that I'm so I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out and say I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Sean, where do you yeah, stand, it, my it, friend?
0: Yeah. Uh it's <laughs> great, man. I, to me it to me it's the smartest dumb movie I've seen in a very very long time. You know, I went I went to see a movie about robots fighting monsters and and damn it that's exactly what i got and they did not treat me like an idiot when i when i saw the movie and I, i really liked it i liked it a lot
2: all right the uh imdbs have uh the pacific rim log line is this a war between humankind and monster sea creatures wages on a former pilot and a trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse. I, I don't really need to go too much because the trailer just like, it really fucking gave you the entire plot, which is I think kind of yeah. awesome in a way, but like didn't really like kind of yeah. spoil much of anything. So I thought that I, that's why I love that trailer. It's just like, you want to know what the movie's about? Boom, here it is. And that's, it kind of, it bugs me. why, why yeah, I think that's, I think
3: that's a big, yeah, I think that's the big, uh, like I've man, I'm just so glad that finally there's a movie that tells you what it is and then is that, and then is that in the best possible way. Yeah. And I I, I I really mean I totally agree. Yeah. Um, No, I totally agree with you. But I want to say before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, like, I literally do not think I've experienced anything like this movie on a movie screen before. I I really don't think, like, there are things that are similar, and of course it's a hodgepodge of different things, but just a sense of scale and scope and just the enormity of everything, I don't think has been done at this level before. With this type of budget, this type of caliber, cast, crew, uh, director... Um, and, you know, I, I went to see it at the Mall of Georgia IMAX, which is a full-size IMAX screen.
2: Yeah, that, great um, IMAX, that one.
3: And uh, and it was just overwhelming uh, how big everything was. Um, and for, for all the doubters out there about digital projection, I myself am sometimes one of them. Uh, this is the movie, I will say, really shows you what digital compression rates can do if done properly thats um, that's
2: that there, therein lies the biggest problem with a lot of these things is it being done properly
3: yeah I mean it, it looks great the the color definition is there the depth of field is there and it's just eye popping um in a way that film would be uh, well let, let, let me ask you this let
0: me ask you both this when when you were watching the movie did you forget that you were in a movie
3: theater watching it? Um a little bit I mean it's a little hard to, in my situation because I have these giant IMAX glasses on me that I can't quite <laughs> figure out how are supposed to fit on me. Um, but uh Do you have yeah a little I mean head? like I was completely absorbed. No 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 it's it's uh, bigger <laughs> than normal size head probably is what some would say but uh, <laughs> indeed <laughs> but i did get I did get uh like completely absorbed in it to the point that i- t- I tuned all of that out right like I just stopped caring about anything else that was going on. I well, have this they're, they're, weird they're, yeah. kind
2: of tunnel vision when i i i almost i'm practically lost in every fucking film I see it's got to be absolutely <laughs> awful for me not to just be. It sounds so kiddy and silly, but I mean, in a way I truly do love it is that I'm like, I am swept away to where it's just like there is nothing else but this film on right now. Except for when fuckers really? talk and I want to choke them. But that happens
0: I'm envious of that because when the, the only movie in my adult life that I've, I've seen where, where the – I completely forgot I was in a movie theater was the first Matrix movie mm. um, at where – I completely forgot that I was in a movie theater. I completely forgot that, you know, I have my own my own personal crap going on and it was just all about the movie all the time. And I think that Pacific Rim is the second movie of my adult life nice. where I completely forgot everything else that was happening. And it, it, I I I forgot I was in a movie theater. I was watching Giant Robots Fight Giant monsters, and it, it was that good. But I, I promise you guys this, and I got to tell you this story. So I, I go to see Piscrim, right? And I'm not going to tell you what movie theater I saw it in because the because I don't want to get the guy in trouble, just in case you know whatever for <laughs> for, for some reason. Here's what happens, right? So they, there's a couple in front of me, and they, and there are a couple of kids, you know, like teenagers, maybe early twenties, and uh, they go uh, two. The guy goes two for. Two for grownups, ups two, please. And the guy at the box office goes the guy at the box office goes, Oh man, you don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy so much. And 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 the kid the kid goes, but well well we no, we do because we that's what we talked about. We're gonna we're gonna see show <laughs> nah, nah, nah. right ups too. And the guy at the box office, honest to God, a guy at the box office goes, Dude, I have seen Probably 60 people come out of that movie theater. Every single one of them is disappointed when they walk out. See anything else. See anything else. Don't see grownups too. (laughs) See
2: anything else. I don't even care.
0: Just not that one. (laughs) I'll let you walk in for free. Just promise me you don't see that. (laughs) Just don't see grownups too. And. I turned to my kids I turned to my kids and I went can you believe that that just happened and they you know they didn't care <laughs> dad <laughs> I don't care about anything <laughs> I don't care that the guy doesn't want to see grown-ups too dad you know like that to me. Great, I don't want to oh, see grown-ups too either can we go see this monster oh, movie that's not even that's not even a that's not even a fight thankfully that's not even a fight My <laughs> my kids who who not beg me, but really ask me, hardcore. Please, can we see the host? Did not want to see <laughs> grown up. <laughs> <period>. <laughs> it wasn't even a fight. It wasn't even a fight. Let's please, please watch the robots fight the monsters. That's what we're here That's for. Good. Let's it's see robots fight monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can 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 we get into the nuts and bolts a little bit here? Because I have. Yeah. Okay. Um without spoiling anything. We'll we'll start with that, right? We're going to start yeah, with. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, we'll
2: we'll we'll jump into the spoilers. And... go ahead. All
0: right. Um somebody needs to tell Charlie Hunnam, that's his name, Charlie Hunnam, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. his his American accent is a little bit off. No one has told him that yet. we <laughs> <Or>, dude, <laughs> you're, you're You sound like Mel Gibson being American. You don't sound actually American right now. And it got worse whenever he was around the other Australian guys. It got a little bit worse every time. And look, I get it. I get that that's hard. It's hard to put that in your head. Oh, hey, I'm an American, and they're speaking my my native dialect. But no one has told – it's clear no one has told Charlie Hunnam that he – does not sound fully American. There's something weird in there. Yeah, it's it's noticeable on Sons of Anarchy as well.
3: That's what I'm saying. Even on Sons of
0: Anarchy, you know, where he's surrounded by
3: nothing but Americans and Canadians.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And and it's still a little bit off, and no one has told him, so Charlie, I know you're listening. (laughs) Your American accent is a little bit off. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Now, if
3: I <laughs> we were... mean that in the kindest way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. D- yeah. You just we we loved you and we loved this movie. Just please a little word.
2: Now now if You're I'll say t- anything, I for me, he was probably the low point of this film overall. I I, I can't help it at the end of everything. Now I liked his performance and everything was fine. But I can't help for the life of me. Think of, like, what it would have been like if someone else was in that role. Now, I'm just going to throw a name out here, but uh, I've, I've kind of become – it sounds gay. But I've kind of grown fond of this guy over the last uh, couple of years. You ever say Tatum? Channing Tatum. Would Channing Tatum Queer. not have been better than this? I'm so gay for that. Queer. I don't care. Uh, you can call me. I'll take it. it that sounded even worse. Uh, Jesus. am digging myself a hole here. Um well. I think, yeah, I think like a Channing Tatum or somebody probably could have carried this film just a little bit better. Just I, I, I didn't feel any sort of like super connection to this guy. Am I alone in that?
0: No, um, he, but he's a cipher. He's, he's not there. He's not there for you to, to, to really connect with him. He's a cipher. He's the introduction into this crazy, awesome world. You're not yeah, we're supposed to, feel- to
3: connect with Mako.
0: Yes, you're supposed to connect right? with Mako. Right? Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, or as I mean or as I kept calling her Bang Bang, because she's <laughs> always going to be Bang Bang from Brothers Bloom. <laughs>
2: forgot she was in that. That's right.
1: Um, she's
3: awesome enough.
2: That's a great flick. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so let's just dog is scratching himself like a motherfucker over there. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's go over some of the other cast here. We got uh, Idris Elba being uh, awesome as he pretty much always is.
0: Um, I, I would like to. I, I would like to first off say about about him about Idris Elba. Um, I, he needs to be the first Black James Bond, right? I could see that. Yeah, it, yeah, I think so. Uh, he really he he really does, man. He's so fucking cool, and he's tough as shit, and he's suave as a Super, motherfucker.
2: Wear, yeah, wears the suit really fucking well, so.
0: He he needs to be the the first black James Bond. That guy. No, I'm all
3: I'm all for that actually. Uh-huh. All for it. Yeah, he, I'm, uh, man, I'm. Anybody who's ever seen not not you know everybody I think knows him stateside from The Wire, but yes. like but... see Luther, and, and you really see him shine. Oh, I've seen it, friend. Yeah, he does shine. <laughs> yeah, that. no, no, that's what I'm saying. All all you motherfuckers out there. <laughs> haven't seen luther stupid seen it. ah, it's on awesome.
2: netflix I, i'm gonna watch that
3: netflix and or amazon prime i forget one of them has more seasons than the other it's it's hard to believe that this is the same guy who was in rock and
0: Roller. it's so hard to believe it's the same guy man yeah because he he plays he plays the let's be kind uh mentally handicapped friend in <laughs> in rock and roll. And yeah. he, I, 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 I thought he might be – I thought he might actually be a little bit retarded. I'll be honest with you when I first saw that movie.
2: That's the – that is that is the sign of a good actor because that's what everybody thought that's, about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio after what's well, he in Gilbert Grape. Everybody was like – when they found out that he wasn't mentally handicapped, everybody was like, holy shit. That kid is a fucking amazing actor.
0: No, Dude. didn't fool me, buddy. I'm a big Growing Pains fan. I remember him from Growing Pains.
2: His run and growing pains was fucking good Because like the whole like his dad was like an alcoholic and shit And like That's right That was fucking good Like I know what I'm talking about That shit was good
0: That's right Saved by the Seavers Some very
2: special episodes
0: That's right (laughs) (laughs) And we also have the Go ahead No I was going to ask you Because I cut you off with the Idris Elba Idris Idris Am I saying
2: that
0: right? I think Idris, Idris Elba. Idris, I, I Idris the Idris Elba. I cut you off when you first mentioned him, and it sounded like you had you had something you wanted to say. And
2: I oh no, I was just kind of throwing it out there, and uh, you know huh. for, for for discussion. And let's uh, let's discuss the. Uh, uh, you wouldn't think of him as a doctor, but Charlie Day <laughs> putting in a great oh, uh, a great performance,
0: oh, man. I I don't I I can't explain why Charlie Day instantly makes me laugh, but he, but he does, and what a great way to deliver exposition, you know? Right. A, right, a guy he just can't stop talking about how awesome these monsters are, and they have to constantly <laughs> shut him up. God, what a good delivery system, man! I I, I, I love watching a movie. That has so much that it has to tell you in order to get everything out and they're doing it correctly. Yeah. Having a guy that they constantly have to shut
3: up just to get the exposition out. Oh, so good. So good. Well, I kind of I kind of also got the got the vibe that he was Del Toro.
2: Yeah, I oh, can definitely in, see that. In
3: that he's like he's totally geeking out about these giant monsters and he can't shut his mouth talking about them. And I mean, that's kind of how Guillermo del Toro is. Like, he just Matt, he Matt, he's you've done it again. You've done <laughs> it again, you magnificent bastard. You've done it again. But yeah, I, I kind of thought that, like, if there is an authorial cipher in this film, it's totally him. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
2: And I, I, I will, and we'll talk about it later. But I, I, I like the way that you know they came about. Actually, you know finding out you know weaknesses and things like that i thought that was fairly original for you know sci-fi fare that we've seen kind of the same thing over and over and like matt said before and what's been getting somewhat of uh backlash from uh critics and we'll get into a lot of that a little later uh but uh i get a little slap back there you got your headphones there shawnee
0: i do i do it's kind of i do who's i don't know how i'm backing you're up, not. Maybe that's me. I don't know. You're not hearing it from me. You're not <laughs> hearing it from me. Either.
2: Yeah, well. Yeah. But um, – what
0: the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah.
2: So uh, th- this this movie is very much an amalgamation of a lot of other uh, different action movies. And I've heard people say things to just basically the effect of, oh, yeah, it's this movie oh, yeah. and this movie and this movie and this movie all kind of – the the best movies from all these parts gathered up as to one.
0: Right right what, and, and, and is that
2: necessarily a bad thing
0: no it's not and I, the other part to it too because i i love a movie that has so many ideas it's just throwing ideas at you and and wow that's another thing and wow that's another thing and any screenplay that breaks the save the cat rules of screenplay writing i don't know if you guys know that yeah there's a book that teaches yeah that anytime I see that broken, I, I'm a big I, I'm instantly a bigger fan of your movie. Looper did that as well, where I have so many ideas I'm throwing at you, and we're we're gonna give it to you, and we're gonna give it to you in a delivery system that you're going so you're gonna understand it and it's going to be plain speak, but you are you are going to receive a lot of different ideas in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I loved about. Pacific Rim also is there is a ton of ideas in this movie. And they explain it well. You know, I when whenever I'm done with a tangent, I, I need to have like a little catchphrase or something so you guys know that. And uh, suck it. I, so so I think I think what what my catchphrase will be is and that's my two bits. And you'll know them up. Nice.
3: It's excellent. I I did bring uh, a a tweet um since I I think before we get into the spoilers we should talk about why this movie is not making any money. Um but I you know I follow Ron Perlman on Twitter. Uh @perlmutations if if anybody wants to uh get on there. Uh he responded to a tweet from uh from a user earlier today that uh was informing him and del toro that uh people magazine gave pacific rim a poor review and his response was simply you should hear what i think of people magazine <laughs> which, <Nice. laughs> which i think is pretty good um it's <laughs> pretty awesome so so
2: i would love to see can... him storm the people offices and just be like
3: <laughs> let me see the motherfucker that said that <laughs> So I, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, like the so the big angle seems to be, uh, I mean, the big news story surrounding this film, at least as far as the industry is concerned, is that it lost big to, uh, let's let's just ignore Despicable Me too, but it lost big to Grown Ups too. Uh, that's the that's the big story and it lost by a fair right, margin
0: right but but you know i'm i, I and i honestly believe this do, do any of us actually think that pacific rim isn't going to do amazing on uh, video on demand and dvd sale and blu-ray sale it's going to no, it's, i think it, it will so and i think
3: i think actually the box office will improve but yes. i think it's sad for that to be the case um that it will make so much of its money on these much smaller screens. Um, you, uh, agreed, because you need to see it big. I agree with you. Um, but I guess I guess what I'm what I'm asking though is uh, so People Magazine, right? As I just pointed out, gave gave this film a bad review, um, and it seems to be that the more popular uh, like news outlets have been a little more down on it than perhaps more film-centered ones. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that is a reflection of just, like, popular taste, like they knew more people were going to go see grown-ups, and so they were giving them a reason to, or maybe they uh, wanted people to go and see grown-ups because they're part of media conglomerates, and that's how things work. I, um, I can only think as much. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I yeah. will say that, that, uh, that the pre-release press for Grown Ups too, was exponentially more visible than that of Pacific Rim, meaning that there were actors on all the late night talk shows. Adam right. Sandler was doing the rounds. um, and that has to be part of it, right? I mean, why people aren't just showing up to see this movie is beyond me. Like, you'll show up to see The Avengers, but you won't show up to see something that's just as good. I, I think this movie is as good as The Avengers. Maybe better. I don't know. I haven't I, seen I, this movie.
2: I honestly had as, as, I'd say probably as, about as good a time as I had with The Avengers. I think I had The Avengers just because of,
3: you know, the... Yeah, because of my own connections yeah. to comic material, yeah. Sure. Um, but, you know, like, I also have strong connections to monster movies and uh like other things like all the things that del toro would talk about right um and i and i think like this movie's fucking awesome and it's really weird to me that it did not get second place this weekend this movie this movie is going to find a way it 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 will good
0: movies good movies have second lives and i think that this is one of those movies um I can't imagine that pitch black made a, a ton of dough. I know for a fact that Austin powers made nothing in the, in the movie theaters when it came out, yeah. but that second life of, Oh, this movie's actually see this movie. It, it you know, it, and how Mike Myers ran that franchise into the ground. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I hope for the same thing with Pacific Rim to the point where, a few years from now when not mediocre success, Adam, when it's a highly successful podcast.
2: <laughs> that, Adam, oh, thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> it will, it will be talking about how, man, they've really lost their way with the specific rim series.
2: Dude. The first one was That's good. The second one was even better than after the third one. It all just well, fell downhill.
3: Adam, do you, do you know what the, uh, what the international box office has been on this? Uh, I have it
2: up real quick. Two seconds.
3: Maybe more. I mean, it has to be like I you know that. Tons of money, right?
2: Uh, world it, 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 foreign foreign is at they're at fifty three, so they're only at about ten million more. So world, worldwide is only ninety four million dollars right now.
3: What the fuck, Asia? Hey, you think Asia really would be on Asia. top
2: of this because they have a long history of
3: these things? Well, Asia, yeah. took
0: a be- Asia took a beating in this movie.
3: <laughs> well, that's true, but you know, <laughs> I, so, I look, now let me ask you talking- a
2: quick question. This is this seems insane, but they've fucking done it lately. Do you think if they would have maybe uh, oh shit hit my mic like a real fucking professional over here? Uh, do you think that if they changed um, Japan to China and the whole AMC owning China thing and all that jazz? Do you think that that would have made any sort of a difference on the box office cuz you know that they've done that shit with like Iron Man and the Red Dawn movie and a whole bunch of other shit, right?
0: Of course, of course it would. Of course it would make more money. But look, we're we're gnashing teeth and we're hand-wringing for no fucking reason. <laughs> this movie, this movie it's not is no going- reason. It's
3: just a hate on grown-ups too, for no reason. <laughs> the, well okay. <laughs> this movie is going it- to make a ton of money.
0: And it's going to be one of those movies where, honest to goodness, if they don't, years from now, we be talking about great, it's one of those movies. It's it's going to find its way. Battlestar Galactic the worst goddamn TV show ever made when it came out. People love that show to death to the point where, hey, let's, let's get some real writers in here. Let's get some real actors. We'll we'll reboot the series because it's it it, it I think it be here. It's going to happen again. You're you you have not seen the end of this. I promise you, you haven't. And that's my two bits. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
2: It works totally. It totally works.
0: It Totally works.
2: Now let's let's talk about this because now we we are all in agreement that uh, we all enjoyed this film. And, uh, now like, he, like Matt said, there, there seems to be like a lot of like non kind of film centric sites that are, uh, that, that are, are, are th- those are the ones that kind of seem bashing it. But I think a lot of the film ones are that, that are bashing it are basically, uh, they're calling us stupid people that enjoy this kind of movie. There's the, uh, there's the old, uh, adage of it's like, Oh, check your brain at the door, that kind of thing. And, um. In that, like, you know, it's like, I don't want to see, you know, the, like 11-year-old kids like bashing their toys together, and that's what entertains them. I'm not an 11-year-old child anymore. I demand more of this stuff. And, like, is there such a thing as checking your brain at the door? Do we have uh, – I've always maintained this. I am, I am a huge fan of dumb, stupid action movies, and I love them. I am a Michael Bay apologist. I, I truly enjoy that man's work. And I was like, uh, the Transformers movies, are they fucking, you know, masterpieces of gold that are to be held in the highest of esteem in the realm of film history and time and more? No. Are they fun fucking movies? Yeah. And you know what? I don't give a shit. Sometimes I do love seeing stuff love. Now, if you want to sit and talk about, you know, me, fancy art house cinema, I can do that to the fucking cows come home. But I also like this shit too. Why we live in a society where like you cannot like, it seems to be that you cannot like both of these things, I think is entirely fucked up.
3: Well, let me, let me tell you. So uh, when I was, when I was at Emory, uh, my first year um, getting my master's degree, i met yeah he's a fucking
2: genius that's why i have him on this show to to balance out my dummy dumb i have him on here to like throw
3: some real cred so we had a presentation on campus by uh kent jones who's a critic um for film comment and he's he's he was also for a while uh the um director of the world cinema foundation which is the scorsese organization that uh that restores uh like two or three national cinema prints every year that have that are just like in utter deteriorated states and this guy right like this well-respected critic um film writer uh very highfalutin art cinema type guy uh he and i talked for a good solid 30 minutes um over lunch one day about how much we fucking love watching Michael Bay movies, and that's not a—I'm not fucking making that up at all. Uh, this guy who is one of the most well, like, well-regarded film critics, um, writing for Film Comment magazine, r- loves the Transformer movies. He hates the second one just like anybody else would. <laughs> loves Transformers. <laughs>
0: Well, Bay shoots action well. I mean, yeah. that's no that's no secret. He, he well, and that, and that's the
3: that's what we that's what we, I mean. He was there giving a talk about Terrence Malick, right? Like this is what he was at, he was on campus for. And what did I end up talking to him about? How fucking amazing Bay's action scenes were.
0: Did you hear? Did you hear me talk about the one Terrence Malick um, uh, uh, conversation I've had? I, I work with a guy because <clears throat> I work in movies. I work with mm-hmm. a guy who worked with Terrence Malick and Malick Malick just off the top of his head. He says things like, um, look, there's a rebel in the monoculture over there, if you would please. And what he wanted him to do was pick out the one odd colored flower in a field of white flowers yeah. he, off the top <laughs> of his head. He came yep. up with it. Come on, man! That guy is <laughs> that guy is a genius. Not not Emory Masters' genius. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all can't uh, we we all can't aspire to such greatness. <laughs>
0: well, but, but I'm you, sorry, you, keep going.
3: Yeah, but yeah. So Good, why why is
2: that? Why is I think I I wonder why that is a stigma and and I hmm, I, I I should have prepared more, but. <laughs> clearly but i i i find it amazing that you know th- there are still critics out there who believe that you know this is something is stupid and you know fuck that we we can't have any there's no room for intelligent and you know manageable fun stupid shit as well
0: I, of course there is that's ridiculous that's yeah, absolutely I, ridiculous
3: and honestly i think also like uh in in the academic world um which I'm well acquainted with at this yes, point. Yes, you're very better familiar worse, with what I hear. For better or worse. <laughs> uh, I I think even the academic world is like really softened up on that. I mean, um there's probably not a major journal that doesn't get published that has articles about um like the Rambo series in it. Or uh I think Uh, What was the shitty arm wrestling flick? Over the top. Over Over the top. top.
2: How did I know what? How did I know what? How did I know
3: what movie you were talking
2: about? That could have been any arm wrestling movie. No,
3: it's it's great, and I enjoy the hell out of it. It's a shitty movie. Uh, uh, But But turn the
2: head around.
0: I think the rig at that the end. Thing. Gets the rig he so desperately wanted at
3: the that's, end. That's true.
2: You know what the best? I love when uh Stallone was on uh he was on SNL and there was a sketch where like Norm McDonald's character or whatever is trapped underneath a car and Stallone's going to save him, but Norm McDonald's just talking shit about every movie that he's been <laughs> in. He just looks up somebody he goes yeah, over the top. Yeah, that was about uh that was about child custody, wasn't it? Yeah, that Kramer versus Kramer. That was about child custody too. Except it was missing one thing. Oh yeah, arm wrestling.
3: <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm right. sorry. Over the top.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying, like, uh, like I've I've read articles that are about over the top. You know, like. <laughs> like people who take this movie like really seriously enough to write about it in a in an academic way so so i think that that um like assumption right that these movies are not worth anything uh is slowly becoming a thing of the past maybe maybe less so in uh in film magazines which are you know you know they're supposed to be hyperbolic and sell copies, right? So they get somebody like an Armand White to say that uh, um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry as the greatest American film of the last ten years. Um, the greatest professional
2: troll that the world has ever seen.
0: Really? I mean, yeah. he's built an entire career on that. And right. I, you know, I mean, come on, man, robots. But- he he loves he loves the movie Robots. Nobody loves that movie.
3: No. Come on, but but yeah, it's uh, I mean you know like there's a perhaps it has to do with it being still a like popular press, semi popular press kind of thing where um, like the guy at Total Film wants to rag on the guys at Empire for mm-hmm. something that they liked, you know, so they're completely against it. Um, that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, and that that's all it was.
2: Douchebags to them all, and that's your two bits, and that's, that's my
0: two two cents. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Two bits is mine. Two bits is mine, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, the rest do. of
2: the story. Oh wait, that's Perfect.
0: Paul Harvey. So, so to get back to get back to the movie that we were actually <laughs> reviewing. <laughs> okay, um, I, I got to tell you that I I, I liked it. I, I liked the movie up to a point, and then I was all fucking in. The second that you see the Russian, the crazy-looking old-timey '80s Russian robot with the oh, yeah. Ivan Drago descendants piloting the robot, yeah. and then and then and then there's the 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 Chinese robot, the red red tsunami. Yeah, yeah, right. with
2: all all three of them rolling, that was dope.
0: Come on, man! It's like, you... Yeah, we got a third arm in this bitch. You're like, what? <laughs> Do you not love life? Is that why you don't like this movie? What is, what is, it's got Australian Iceman in this fucking movie. Come on, man.
3: (laughs) Come on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, once, I mean, what that whole battle scene, like from beginning to end is just phenomenal. I mean, like one of the most well shot, planned out action sequences of any movie I've ever seen um and yeah I mean when I say that I've never seen anything quite like this that's what I'm talking about like basically this like 15-20 minutes right dead in the middle of the movie that just really pumps things into high gear and you're just like yeah this is fucking great um,
2: yeah. You're right, because that's that, that's one of the major things that I really like about this movie is that, like, in most of these action films, you're going to have, you know, maybe one giant set piece and then maybe two to three smaller ones. This had three giant fucking set pieces.
0: Yeah. And not only that, but, you know, they keep messing around with how big the robots are where because there's that fight where. The fist goes through the building and it hits the clacker on the <laughs> on the office. I yeah. mean, come on, man. That's, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that.
3: <laughs> no, because, and that's such a nice, like, Del Toro flourish. I was about to say,
2: there's no one else that could probably, about Del Toro <laughs> and Raimi are about the only people that could get away with that. <laughs> All right. Before we are, we're about to jump into spoilers here. So uh, let let's kind of wrap up with basically our thoughts on on the film. I, I think pretty much everybody can tell where we where we sit with this bad boy. But uh, we'll start with you, Sean. What were your overall thoughts of Pacific Rim, and uh, give it a score or whatever you'd like to do? Uh,
0: score wise, as far as giant robots fighting giant monsters, this is the best of those movies I've ever seen. Um. It's it's so it's so surprising how good this movie is, and and I shouldn't be. It's Del Toro. Del Toro is great, but damn it, man! He, he my expectations went into this movie thinking this is going to be a gigantic piece of shit, or it's going to be great, and it's better than great. It's you cannot outdo this movie. There's not a bigger Pacific Rim than Pacific Rim. You know. 10 years from now we're not going to see something where it's like wow that's like Pacific Rim but better. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And that's why that's why I like this movie so much. You can't outdo this. Nothing outdo nothing outdoes Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Wars. And Devin
2: what... Farachi says this is a Star Wars for a new generation and I'm like that's maybe going a little far but
0: well I can tell you I can tell you that I took my daughters to see this movie. Oh, my you know. young my younger daughter thought it was very good my oldest daughter will not stop talking about it well
2: maybe well, he maybe he was right as much as that little squatty bastard was i have <laughs> yeah, a, I, I don't, that
3: don't think that he meant thing. it as a as a slight against star wars i no, think no, 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 no like no. this this is the event film and it might it might damn well be yeah, i mean people thought it was, was yeah. people thought it was avatar right but maybe avatar just sucked like it did and didn't
0: do anything. <laughs> I was going to mention well, that.
2: This is better than fucking Avatar.
0: The, the thing Martin. that... And also, the other thing that this movie has is it is it is very much, as we've been talking about for what feels like forever, it is very much a Us Against Them movie. And it's the first thing that I can think of... When I go to pick up my my kids from school, there's kids wearing Doctor Who t-shirts and Star Wars t-shirts and Star Trek t-shirts and shit. We would get our asses kicked for wearing that in high school and junior high, but this yeah. is the first. This is the first movie where you could be ridiculed for really, really loving this movie, and it's it's your secret. It's yours. This is something that you, it's it's yours and, and your very specific clique of friends like, and I think that is where the the magic of this movie is. Is ten years from now this is probably still going to be a movie that my daughter talks about all the time. Ooh. I'm guessing.
3: I'm guessing. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I know that I'll be talking about it in 10 years. I, I think for me, this is uh kind of the level of how I felt about Jurassic park ever since I first saw it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I still love Jurassic park, like unabashedly no limit. Uh, warts and all, okay. I mean, that movie has some, has some of them, but fucking awesome, you know? And, uh, I, I think that, I think that Pacific Rim for me was another one of those holy shit moments where I saw something, right. um, right. done
0: extremely well. Right. And, and, you know, you can nitpick at this movie, like you can nitpick at Jurassic Park, like, why why are you running a high tech facility and you only have one guy programming the computer system right <laughs> things like that He was and, really and... affordable <laughs> 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 well he has money problems we all know that the fat guy has money problems we know <laughs> but in in and we're going to get into that i'm guessing in spoilers because i i do have a couple of gripes about about the movie but it, over look i love i love this movie so much it's it, it's it's the best of what this movie could possibly be
2: yeah all right now i'll, I'll f- finish it out there and saying i was a huge fan of this movie as well uh it was uh I, I i i came in the same way i was like this could either be really good or it could be absolute garbage and i was prepared for garbage and uh so pleasantly surprised about everything the way things are shot, the way, you know, and it, I, I've heard people bitch about the fight sequences. I thought the fight sequences were great. These like awesome, nice, wide angle shots of oh, stuff. Yeah. So you could see things. It's like it harkened back to that kind of Godzilla man in a suit thing to where uh-huh. you could see what was going on. And they did that because they just hadn't have enough room or money to do a whole lot of fucking coverage. So they just sat back and kind of did it. And there were several shots in this where they just kind of laid back and you were like, watch this happen. And you yeah. know, in a world of so much you know overcutting and you know overstimulation, just bang, 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 all in your face, the fact that they kind of took the time to say, "Hey, watch this fight from this wide shot," was
0: was so re- fucking refreshing to me. But well, uh, not, and they, and they did not only, interesting... no, oh. so, I'm sorry, man. Go... <laughs> well, and they go and ahead. they did
3: interesting things with that too, Dude, right? Like they would, the very... <laughs> they would start in very, they would start in very close. And then go, like pull back, so there was like this one shot that I just remember being fucking cool as hell. Where uh, like they they start out inside the inside the robot, and uh, like Hunnam says, okay, uh, I forget what like how he activates it, but he he in effect says, you know, activate uh, rocket punch. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then it right. zooms out from like outside the robot. It cuts to the outside exterior shot, and then it zooms back all the way around to the back of this, like, giant elbow that's pulling back and then it Mm -hmm. ignites in, in like, a rocket and just hammers down on this giant kaiju and, like, continues pulling away. And I just thought that was so awesome how it was, like, giving us that perspective on what was happening as opposed to just, you know, showing the thing hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting.
0: Right. Agreed. And and the other part to this movie is that there are, there are minutes that by where you're not watching anything that, that was made in real life. Oh yeah. Uh, But you never, I, I, at least I didn't, I, I, I completely forgot about that.
2: And I think that's one of the great things that del Toro does is, is do things like that. And I think it's one of the, one of the things that, uh, I think great filmmakers do. And, you know, Jurassic Park was a good example. The first three Lord of the Rings were great examples of uh, intertwining digital effects and practical effects. And There's mm-hmm. a good bit of that going, especially when you see people and stuff. But there's there's still it's not 100% CG, and then there's some practical right. things, and that it makes for that like oh was this CG was that real? And that's and I think Del Toro definitely comes from a, a he's still got a bit of the old school flair in him to where he's going to you know put things on set and not always you know throw somebody right in front of a green screen. And right.
0: I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, me too. Me, me, me I do too.
2: All right, let's yeah. get into spoilers, everybody. Oh, shit. I hit the... Here we go. <laughs> I knew... Look. Spoiler. spoilers. Damn it. <laughs> you know, you spend $1,500 on an iMac, and you want it to do what you want it to do, and then you get the beach ball of death staring right back at you going, Oh, did you want to play this clip? Hold on. I'll think about it for a bit and embarrass you in front of tens of listeners. <laughs> Thanks a lot, fucking... Steve Jobs' ghost is mocking me right now
3: with his new, with his New Balance. Sheet. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not just Ashton Kutcher fucking with you? It might be.
2: <laughs> it might be Ashton Kutcher from beyond his grave. I'm gonna For, fuck from
3: here. from beyond Jobs the movie. Oh my
2: gosh! I, all right. <laughs> I th- we're going to talk about that. I can't believe that's making a theatrical thing. I thought they were going to do theatrical, and then I thought they were going to go back to TV. And then, All right. I'm going to cut in the spoiler thing right Warning, here. Warning. The following contains spoilers. You have been warned. All right. Now, Sean, you talked about when this movie came together for you and when you were just like that holy shit moment. The holy shit moment, like, where I was 100% in was with – we haven't even said word one about the man. Ron fucking Perlman.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. It wouldn't
2: be a Del Toro movie if you didn't have Ron Perlman in it. That's right. But where Ron Perlman looks at Charlie Day and just – and, like, he's like, it's a two-way street where he fucking – he goes – like, Charlie Day's character goes back and kind of looks into the kaiju mind and how, like, that mind was a hive and sent back to them their information about – and all of a sudden, I was just like, "It is fucking on."
1: I knew right then.
2: I was like, I was locked in there. I was just like, "Didn't see it coming." That shit's amazing. Let's. D- d-. I'm sold. I'm so sold on this. Beyond belief.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that that's that's a pretty amazing moment. And also when you learn. How he came up with the name Hannibal Chow, his favorite <laughs> historical figure, and his second favorite Chinese takeout place in Brooklyn. That was the message oh, that
2: it was his second favorite, yeah, not his, his first.
0: Second, <laughs> his second favorite. <laughs> so good. Uh, For- oh, that's just good stuff.
2: But uh, all right, so you all right, so you say you had some. Uh, Sean, you say you had some problems with this. Let's let's talk not, about it. It's you know, so small. Maybe. The
0: nits, the nits on this are so small. Like for instance, are what are the people on the East Coast doing? Are they, they are they enjoying the problems that the people on the no, West those Coast people, are having?
2: Those people are stuck in a movie by the asylum called Atlantic Rim. That is <laughs> that is a thing. It is happening. I don't know is if it's our, real. Oh yes,
3: I'll, I'll watch that one.
2: Atlant- Atlantic Rim.
3: Silo- you know, I didn't even watch Sharknado last week, but no. I will watch their Pacific Rim. I think it's
2: off. replaying on Thursday, as is my understanding. So I'm oh, gonna Pete's... I'm gonna be watching it.
3: That's terrific.
0: <laughs> um also the, the Gaiju, man, they, they love that miracle mile, man. <laughs> Damn do they love they that. They can't miracle stay mile. away. Protect the miracle mile, says says uh the black James Bond over and over again <laughs> protect the miracle mile
3: guest I, of the
2: oprah winfrey show stay do you in mean, the
3: beautiful do you mean stacker pentecost that's right stacker <laughs> pentecost <laughs> that's that's one thing that stood out to me this whole movie is like how weird the names are for all, all the main characters like <laughs> yeah like raleigh beckett yeah. Nancy beckett mako mori like, it, it just I don't It just know. sounds like somebody
2: uh, halfway in a sneeze.
0: Well, yeah. it feels it feels like it feels like the writers probably went through a baby book and went, oh, that's an interesting name. We'll put that name with
3: this crazy sounding last name.
0: Well, I lot-
3: want to think I almost want to think that it like maybe they're all character names from crazy shit in the 60s and 70s that Del Toro saw. And I have no clue, like like actual kaiju films or other monster movies that I've never seen. Is anyone named Kenny? Is
0: anyone Um, named Kenny in this? The kid was always named Kenny in all those movies. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. They're they're all
2: names from Gamera (laughs) characters. (laughs)
0: Oh man, I hope that's right. I hope that's right. That would be so awesome. It's just like oh,
2: they'll get a lot of stuff. But there would have been awesome if there was a gamma shout out in this thing somehow. I'm sure there is. There's, there's probably one be, hidden right? that we didn't see, and we're all like 3D. I,
0: I'm I'm not a. Uh, I've watched those movies, but I watched them when I was a a small child. So I, I, you know, they're so unwatchable as an adult, except for to have something on in the background or mystery science theaters, making fun of it. I, you know, I haven't seen any of that. And I'm also not a huge video game fan. So I, I do know that the Russian robot and pilots, they're, they're, Supposed to be an homage to a video game, but I don't know that video game. I don't know what that is, mm. and I'm sure I'm sure three of your listeners, Adam, just went, "God damn it, it's Half Life or whatever it is." I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh, if you know the answer to that, the film find at gmail dot com. Let us know.
3: Um, we'll give you shit. We'll give I have you posters shit. and stuff.
2: Yeah, you answer that question. Answer the question. We'll we'll send you something. So the dot gmail.com.
3: We don't care if you use the internets. We're yeah, not gonna you do can it. Cheat.
2: No, yeah, we're too lazy. <laughs> we're we're literally doing these on computers that have the answers at our fingertips.
3: <laughs> and we're
2: still my hand is on a mouse right now. I still won't do it. No. I will not do it. I refuse. I'm I an refuse American to, and that's how we roll.
3: I refuse to troll on IGN message boards looking for answers to video game questions. Or dealing with evangelion nerds. Oh, not gonna do it.
2: Both are bad choices.
3: I mean, they're okay. Listen to our show. I'm not going to deal with you in the cyber world (laughs) because I don't know the things that you know, and you're mean and you make me cry.
0: (laughs) You know, that (laughs) keeps happening to me at Comic Con where more and more of those people keep showing up, and I have no idea who they are. And (laughs) you you, haven't read Why the Last Man, you simpleton. Well, well, well. First of all, Adam, uh, you you make that you you make that, that that funny voice. But that funny voice is basically who we are. <laughs> I mean, we're. I don't I don't understand your your evangelical
3: or whatever I, the fuck it's called. I don't know what this man gay is. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Either. I love man gay. I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can that be the show opener? I was about to say. I'm I'm (laughs) noting it. (laughs) One twenty eight. Okay. Good.
2: What
3: what else do we have? Spoilerized for this? I mean, the 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 sad fact is, uh, doing a show like we're doing, um, and this being the movie that it is, there ain't that much to spoil. Not
2: particularly.
3: Um, I don't think. I mean, there are like the ins and outs of who dies when. Right. But I think every everybody who's ever seen this, like, you know, of course it's going to be the guy who's recommissioned into service and given the, like, antiquated non-digital robot that's going to take out this thread. We gave you know, it to
2: Galactica in the version of a robot. <laughs>
0: Or or when the when the handshake happens between between Australian Iceman and Charlie Hunnam where you're like, Oh well that dude's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've reconciled, he's dead. He's very dead. Yeah, you're right. We're good, right.
2: we're good. Uh oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but to me to me, I and I don't know I don't even know if this is a spoiler or not, but to me the biggest plot hole in the movie is the mental handshake that you have to do, right?
2: I was just about to talk about that. With the yeah, tryouts, sure. what the fuck are they doing? Does that make any sense to anybody else? Like, I understand I they, they're, they're fighting and, like, I guess they're anticipating. Mo- I don't I, I know. Like, yeah, I, really
0: yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Like It is that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I took it as.
3: Like, the compatibility of being able to read what the other one is going to do. Like, like if your fighting style or ability is similar, right, you're I more agree. in tune. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's what I took it as anyway.
3: I mean, it's not explicit, but that's kind of what made sense to me, at least. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe we should tweet like Del Toro about it and see.
2: And can we all agree that this is like one of the most uh, low-profile jobs for Clifton Collins Jr. ever?
3: Oh, man.
0: We haven't even talked about Clifton Collins Jr. Anything that guy's in, I immediately have to watch what that guy's doing. Because he secretly eats scenery w- with whatever movie he's in, and I mean that, and I mean that in the best way possible. I love him and everything he's done, even the shitty movies that he's done, like Mindhunters, like Crank Two. Yeah. He's, you know,
2: I love the Crank movies so much. <laughs> he,
0: he is so he is so great in Crank Two, and that movie sucks. That's an awful movie, but he's Owned so good in it. He's so, he's so good in it. And he's good in this too. Oh, everyone's going to be the biggest badass in the world. I'm going to wear a bow tie. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome.
3: (laughs) And it's like really slicked back hair and everything. Spenders and
2: everything. And I got a pompadour and I look like a fucking, and it's like,
3: He, to me, he's like the
0: Christopher Guest of dramatic acting because Christopher <laughs> Guest just gets totally lost in whatever role he's going to do, and so does Clifton Collins Jr. Man, that guy needs to be in everything because you're never going to know he's in it. Yeah, it's like, oh, what is he doing? Oh, wait,
2: how are you? A, how are you like a Mexican drug lord or whatever? Now it's oh,
0: like, so good, just out of so nowhere. good, so good. But to get back to the mental handshake, right? So here's my here's the biggest plot hole. Now, you are in each other's brains when you're in the robot, right? The fight—you're fighting with the robot. Why do you have to talk?
3: That's a good point. So that we—it's—it's that's one of those things. It's a film thing. We have—we have to know as an audience what these things are called. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, like it logically within the within the movie world, right? Like, why in the hell would they do
0: this? But and I. You're right. And it, I guess it's one of those things also where you have to conceit something because you can't have giant robots fighting giant monsters and it's in the future and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and also they can talk to each other yeah. <laughs> mentally. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that.
3: I mean, it's, I I don't know. I mean, you're right, but I right. didn't mind it. <laughs> No, that's no. A, you know, but a, and again, it's a
0: little little nitpick to a, a a spectacular movie. My
3: little nitpick has to do with with the Russian robot. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't get to see it kick enough ass. Agreed. Like, like like it it leaves that fight pretty quickly once it's introduced into it. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, well, that's all fine and good. I really just wanted to see that thing keep <laughs> kicking ass. I mean, it yeah. was a lot of fun. Like, it, it, to me, that was the coolest one, you know? It was, like, this first-generation uh, robot that they had built, and, like, it was just all, like, complete steampunk kind of thing. So um, neat, man. And so like, cool-looking. Yeah, so cool-looking. And it, <laughs> just, it just had these massive fists that it was, like, wallowing away on these monsters with. And uh, I just thought it was the coolest design and that was my biggest like <laughs> flaw with the film the on the film was just like there wasn't enough of this one badass robot <laughs> more Russian robot <laughs> Like I've thought about even like getting the ge- getting the video game just to be able to fight shit as that robot
2: <laughs> That is, because um, hmm. because as we all know, video game tie-ins to uh, movies always great.
3: i'm sure it sucks but that's what i mean (laughs) they also do
0: they also do the awesome thing in this movie where you get to see you get to see the program the robot fighting program uh the jagger program at at its height but and del toro had to have known where hey this will be much cooler if they don't have any money and the robots are beat up and everything is stitched together and it's not, and it's not pretty anymore. And it's, it's, it's infinitely cooler that we're hiding that we're, we still have a robot program and all of those things. God, I thought that was such a nice
3: touch. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that's cool. Yeah. And it it also, it also serves a very necessary story function of like upping the stakes of everything as well. Um, And it, Kind of explains away, like okay, well, if there are countless uh, government-funded robots out there, why in the hell are we losing the war? Kind of angle, but if they've stopped funding it, right? Uh, that you know that explains some of it, and actually creates fewer plot holes, which is nice. Yeah, that is nice,
2: and I and I, I do like because uh, the the you know the whole m- most people would just go well, why, why don't we just Fucking shoot them! Why don't we shoot them with stuff? And they actually like got around that by going, "Hey, look, we spent half the fucking military just trying to do this—you know, shoot this thing down—and it was like, yeah, you the know, the first one, like a week right. or whatever, of just you know expelling all of this, you know, goods and stuff. And so we were like, well, we need something better than just kind of shooting, you know, hellfire missiles at it or whatever.
0: That was pretty great. Uh, another plot hole. What the fuck are they making that wall out of? Cookie? <laughs> no one, no one <laughs> tested the wall. <laughs> The wall is our biggest, brightest plan, and the, the, that monster went through yeah. things. The, the president
2: minutes. sits down later and just goes, look, you on know. reflection, paper mache <laughs> might not have been the best of choice for materials. Well,
3: did, they, yeah. did they say, like, in that news report, too, that it broke through in, in a matter of hours? Yeah. But it's like... <laughs> Like, the footage that they show is like it just Seconds. powers train wrecks right through that thing. That was like fast a,
2: motion video, Matt. You don't you hear them say, that was time lapse video.
0: <laughs> yeah, it 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 didn't even stop. It just kept walking.
2: If the monster can think... speak, it's like
0: butter. <laughs> I, I, think,
3: I think that this summer, uh, with this movie and World War Z, might be the summer of shittiest wall construction. <laughs> 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 like, you're not keeping anything out of <laughs> these walls you've got.
2: <laughs> so do you but think that, we're uh, going to uh, ask them to make another wall after those this are one? My,
3: those maybe? are my plot holes.
0: That's it. Those are my knits, man. I, I have no other nits. That's my two bits. That's my
2: two bits. All right. So I guess that's it. Anything else?
3: No. I man, this movie's awesome. Yeah, I nice. just want people to go and see it on as big a screen as possible.
0: And nerds do not worry whether or
3: not this movie is going to be successful. It will be fine. <laughs> I know it will. It's just so depressing that grown-ups. It's grown-ups too. Right. And and That's but- that's the only thing. If it were just not making money, I wouldn't care. But, but do, it's not making money because Grown Ups 2.
0: Do you think that Grown Ups 2 is going to make a lot of money this week? It's not. And, and no one is ever going to talk about Grown Ups 2 ever again, ever.
2: No, and here's the thing. It does have a good chance because, I mean, like this weekend we have, you know, Red 2, which Red was okay. But, I mean, I don't know that anybody was shouting for a sequel for that.
0: Well, but- the, hold on. I got to stop you right there, dude, yeah. because old people watching other old people kick ass. You have a built-in audience with that because there's not a ton of there's not a ton of movies where the old guys kick ass. That doesn't happen a lot. It's the reason why um, Space Cowboys did so well, and it always surprised me why aren't they making more action movies geared towards older people who would want to see these movies in the first place?
3: Yeah. Well, I I will say this about Red Two, um, uh, Coley Hamner, who co-created. Um, Red uh with warren ellis um uh was involved somewhat in the making of this film and he was at the premiere the other day and he said that it was more fun than the first movie the first i really enjoyed and,
2: the first movie actually I and so. i think
3: and I, I did too and i think that that's encouraging coming from someone who normally in these (laughs) well and in these situations right normally you have the person that is working on the comic talk shit
2: more if you will
3: about the movie um even if it's not alan Moore, right like it's it's pretty rare that somebody comes out and says okay well i was involved in creating the first like comic that this was based on and then they come along and they do a sequel that has almost nothing to do with the comic but i enjoyed it more than the first adaptation Hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's interesting. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I liked red a lot. I mean, I own it on blu-ray. Um, it, it, I think it's a lot of fun. So I, I will go see it. And I'm not 60. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that might be that. All right. So uh all right. So let's, let's uh let's take a little break here and then we're going to uh come back, wrap up the show, talk about what we uh will probably hopefully be doing next week. And uh I don't know, maybe Red's one of those, maybe it's not. I don't know. You're going to have to stick around and find out. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. One, two, three, four. Everybody, that is it for this show. I think we did pretty well. Uh, had a great movie, and uh, thank you guys for coming on for sure.
3: Yeah, thanks thanks for for having me again. Yeah, Yeah,
0: thanks for having me. It's it's good to finally be on a show with you, Matt. Yeah, same here, Sean. It was a lot of
2: fun. All right, so next week, uh, like we said before, we have uh, Red coming out. We also have uh, The Conjuring, the new James Wan flick. And I'm, uh, I'm I'm really hoping I like like I said uh, on a couple episodes ago I really really enjoyed that trailer so I hope that they can kind of uh, keep that vibe up going with the actual fl- film. Uh, to, 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 oh, what else do we have? Oh, my thing is just R.I.P.D. is the next big one, also a comic book movie. So we have two big comic book movies out that no one really knows are comic book movies. So I think that's kind of fun. Uh-huh. But uh,
3: RIPD, So we're not going to do Turbo. Uh, you know what? We giggle. <laughs>
2: I kind of like the trailer for Turbo.
3: I think that I don't know is, that
2: I don't know that I'd go that rush out and might see
3: it. Topple, that might topple Despicable Me. It's, I, I, you know, just, it's getting really good reviews, also, man. 63% they're, on yeah.
2: Rotten Tomatoes right you know now. What?
3: Look, man, I was just saying out of all of our choices, <laughs> we're not going to do Turbo.
2: Probably <laughs> not.
3: Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it just because I refuse to see anime. Like, I still haven't seen Monsters U, only because so I know that they're there are still tons of fucking kids going to that movie. Yeah,
2: and I still it's, want to and, see Despicable and, Me too as well. I mean, I, I really also haven't seen that
3: one, yet. So. I put those things off for weeks. Like they're in the like smallest theater in the multiplex before <laughs> I get to them.
2: Not, not usually uh-huh. a bad move. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we got that. We got our IPD, which uh, I, it could be good. It, my, who knows? Might be the next uh, men in black. Perhaps. I mean, you certainly get that vibe with the, uh, with the movie. I, I, I think.
0: Oh, man, you want to talk about uh, about movies where you have to shut off your brain. Um, uh, and it's with summer movies most of the time, right? Not, for me, I'm older than you guys, I'm guessing. 97 is when Men in Black came out, right? The first one. Mm-hmm. That is the That is the year I stopped watching summer movies. And I stopped watching them after I had seen Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, followed by Batman and Robin, I think. I could see that wanting to make someone, yeah. I, I, I could I see how out. that
2: would do that to you.
0: <laughs> I was out. And and everyone kept talking about how great Men in Black was and Contact is a really good movie. These are all movies that came out that same summer. And I was like, I'm done. I don't care anymore. I, I'm, I'm going to watch my little, my little art faggy movies that I like to watch. I'm going to watch that until the end of days. And I'm not going to watch any more summer blockbusters and then I finally saw Men in Black on—I'm uh, guessing probably VHS at the time—and mm-hmm. I was nice. so blown away by it. I was like, "Ah, let's okay, let's give let's give Contact a try." That also. So you know you can have these movies where you you check your brain at the door, and it's—I think that's ridiculous. Basically, you're talking about lowered expectations, right? <laughs> That's what, that's what it is. It's, it's what you're really saying is you're not expecting anything from this movie. And when you go into men in black, the first men in black and you don't expect anything, then, wow, that was actually really fun. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what check your brain at the door means to me. Um, Because I know we were supposed to talk about that originally. And I,
2: Basically said nothing. No, I mean that totally works, and I 100% agree. And uh, perhaps we'll be checking our brains at the uh, door this weekend. Which uh, and like I said, we we haven't figured out which one we're going to do, but uh, watch the Facebook fan page and let's mention that while we're at it. Uh, go to the Facebook fan page, just uh, Facebook.com/slash/thefilmfind, or and follow us on Twitter and everything like that. And you can find all of those links at thefilmfind.com. Email us at thefilmfind at thefilmfind@gmail.com. There you can find the links to everything that we do. And uh, uh, so before we get going, uh, let's go with uh, – find Sean, where can we find more of your work on the Internet this week, sir?
0: Well, I have a, a column at Charlotte Magazine called Famous Adjacent that I put out something new every two weeks. You can find it at charlottemagazine.com. And I'm also on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter at TurboSuite. And I have a sketch comedy group at uh, at
3: robotjohnson.com or robotjohnson.com.
2: Matt, where can we find more of your work, sir?
3: Uh so I'm always updating. I haven't gotten there in you know about a week now, um, but I've got some stuff coming up soon for the splitscreen.wordpress.com. dot wordpress dot com. Um and aside from that, you can uh, check out the Film find News uh, also, which I haven't done this week yet because I've just been really lazy. You gave us a big
2: 30-minute one the other day, and I thought that was pretty darn good. So I, I, and, uh, <laughs> you and Austin, I, fucking, I, I congratulate you guys, and thank you so much for uh, kind of filling in in this whole uh, moving fiasco that's going on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, so it, was,
3: it was fun to do that. Um, so uh, if anyone is local to Atlanta, I will also be going to see um, – one hundred bloody acres at the Plaza Theater this Friday at nine forty-five PM, um, which is just a quirky horror film comedy about uh, two guys with fertilizer business who use corpses as in their fertilizer mix and run out of car crash victims and need to um, need to start killing people. Oh, that's super clever! That what a neat awesome. idea!
0: <laughs> what a neat idea!
3: So, so uh, yeah, so I'm going to go see that Friday. If anybody wants to come and say hi, I'm the fat guy with the beard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the other fat guys with was going to say it could be. A, are you,
3: a, are you, you
1: Smith? <laughs> go away! I mean, uh,
0: there,
3: there are pictures of me online. You can find them. <laughs> Just don't type in Matt Smith into Google. You get nothing but fucking Doctor Who gay porn. I,
0: I I imagine that you had a very Michael Bolton from Office Space moment
3: when Matt Smith became the be Matt Smith of Doctor Who. God damn it. <laughs> no, it was actually like a blessing because I, I used to be very volatile on Facebook and it was right when I was trying to clean up my image. So ah. <laughs> people were unable to find me. Uh, huh. Honestly, um, and it was a, it was kind of a blessing. Um, I, I enjoy my online anonymity. You can't find me for pages and pages if you search Google. Oh, very good.
2: Well, if you search me on Google, you find the number one spot because there are no other uh, Adam Portresses out there. Very few portraits all around. But so uh, yeah, you can follow Port me. Portrait. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Portress and you can always follow the show at the Film Find on Twitter. And uh, like I said, it's TheFilmFind.com. And uh, just go ahead, please email us, do anything like that, and uh, f- follow us on Twitter, Facebook. That's that's all the fuck you need to really do. Do that, and uh, go review us on iTunes. We have shit to give away. Email us to if you have any. If we interact with you in some way, shape, or form, by God, we will give you something because that's that's. Tell awesome. us where those
3: names on Pacific Rim are from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Find a, Find find us the answer there, uh, nerds. Lovely, lovely nerd people. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode of the film find for Sean Keenan and Matt Smith. I'm Adam Portress. We'll see you next time, guys. Just needs needs Earth
0: dragons. <laughs> Where, yeah, where's his pod? Where's his pod?
2: Yeah, man, that dragon didn't get saved, you fuckers. <laughs> Where where's your fucking morality now, JorEl? You didn't you saved your one and only son, but where's the dragon? You don't think Earth could have enjoyed a flying dragon? I
3: think they would. I
2: think Coolest they would. The thing
3: your planet too. has, and you, you don't. Save and
0: him.
2: you're like, fuck it, we'll send the kid. <laughs> yeah,
0: you you no no, our son our son will not be ostracized. He will be its savior. And also, there's this awesome
2: dragon. <laughs> we forget about the dragon. We don't talk about the dragon too much. We should, but we don't. <laughs> and that's our two bits.
5: <laughs> oh, my God. Is everyone, Everyone right? help. Help. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't see you. Go, come on. Come on. Go. Go, go get an ambulance, please. Aren't you Sylvester Stallone? Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. sir. Are you all right? uh, uh what happened? Well, well, you, well, you're all right, sir. John. everything's going to be fine, fine. Uh, I saw white light, and I felt this inner peace. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to heaven. But then that guy from that horrible movie, Rhinestone, showed up. What? <laughs> it's lights alone. He's trying to help us. Look, you'll be fine. You're just a little shaken up, okay? Uh-huh, great. I don't know which is worse, being in this accident or... Being helped by the star of Judge Dredd. Don't move. There's an ambulance coming. Please. Thank you so much. You're very kind. No, it's okay. Uh, he's not that kind. Did you see Cobra? Uh, you know, that movie actually got very screwed up in the uh, editing. And we... ah! whoa, whoa, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I just remembered staying alive. Oh, ah! hey, come on. Listen, he's trying to be nice. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. How are you doing, madam? My Oh, really? Can you move your fingers? Oh, God! Paradise Valley sucks. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, well, don't be sorry. The guy stole two hours of your life. Oh, come on. That's enough. I'm trying to help you. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting dizzy from the blood loss. Oh, okay, let, let, let me just put the pressure on there. That's right. right. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I'm bleeding pretty badly. Oh, everything's going to be fine. I'm here for you. Let me ask you something. Hmm? Okay? What were you thinking when you made Over the Top? What? Over the Top? I mean, you had to arm-wrestle a guy for the custody of your son, for God's sake. let save your energy. I mean, did you actually get that script and go around telling people, Hey, this is a good one. Oh, come on, just (laughs) drop it, please. No, no, you're right, you know. It was an excellent movie, now that I think about it. After all, you know, it does combine the emotional drama of of a custody child hearing with, uh... Arm wrestling That's enough Oh, hey Hey, remember that movie Kramer vs. Yes. Kramer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was about Child custody too you Yeah, know, but it, it wasn't that good It was I don't know It was missing something You know I, Yeah, what was it missing? I can't Oh, wait, I know Arm wrestling Shut up Hey, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're punching car accident victim. No, 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 you don't understand. He was bad-mouthing my films. The man is injured, and he happens to think Tango and Cash is jackass, so he no, hit him? He didn't mention Tango and Cash, okay? Please, somebody just tell my husband. Uh, oh, I think this guy's dying. All right, all right everyone clear. Uh, I'm losing him. Uh, stop. Stop. Stop, or my mom will shoot suck. Stop. <laughs> What, what did he say? I I couldn't hear him. Did you hear him? Yeah. What what did he say? Stop my mom shoot Wait, wait, wait. Everyone shh shh. What did he say? He said, stop or my mom shoot sucked! It's okay. Listen, you've comforted my husband in the last minutes of his life. That's a noble thing. Don't let stop or my mom will shoot. My that experience. Okay. Right. Wait, 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 everyone. He, he's holding on to something. It's it's a videotape. It's. It's Rambo. I guess he liked your work after all. Really? It really means a lot to me.
2: Oh wait, wait. Actually, no. It's a, it's a porn film. It's Rambone. It's
5: Rambo. <laughs>
1: all
5: right, let's clear out, everyone. Nothing to see. You want this? Yeah, you can have it. Oh, let's
1: move it. Out.